The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 699. Well, it turns out the whole Rogue One reshoots story is turning from a one-day story into a five-day story. Maybe that's a good thing, maybe it isn't, but we're going to share the latest wrinkles on it with you right here. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Ratcliffe from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod and I think what we have going on here is full spin mode, full spin cycle, maximum extract, and that's how it's labeled on the washing machine at home. This is what's going on in the world of Rogue One right now. As we discussed yesterday, the New York Post's page 6 gossip-mongering section says that executives are in a panic over Rogue One. They're in crisis mode because the first cut of the movie that was shown to executives did not go over very well and that expensive reshoots are needed at this point. Well, now, here we are a couple days later, and The Hollywood Reporter and Deadline Hollywood are each running stories where they're quoting their own sources, and the sources seem to be taking the edge off of the page six version of events. Now, granted, when we actually looked at the quotes themselves that were shared in the page six story, it didn't seem like it was all that apocalyptic compared to what the headline itself was proclaiming and all the stuff written around the story was proclaiming. So now we get these other stories, and here's what the source for Deadline Hollywood says. It says, according to sources, plural, excuse me, the first cut of Rogue One was lacking the edge that Force Awakens had, and the story needs to gel. The film's December 16th release date will not be affected, according to one insider, and with Comic-Con fast approaching, hopefully the studio might be able to tease fans with at least a little something, quote-unquote. The Hollywood Reporter, meanwhile, had a lot more information from their sources. They're saying that much of the cast and director Gareth Edwards will regroup in mid-June for another round of shooting, and that the move is happening after execs screened the film and felt it was tonally off with what a classic Star Wars movie should feel like. The pick has not yet been tested before audiences, but one source describes the cut as having the feel of a war movie, unquote. Now, when I read that quote, I had basically a bout of mixed emotions over it. First of all, I was generally relieved and not as worried about Rogue One as I had been when I first started hearing the rumors. Even though I said, yeah, this is probably panning out to nothing, you know, there was that still DEFCON 5 to DEFCON 4 bit of doubt that had been unleashed there. Well, this one really kind of settled me, I would say. And the reason why was that we'd all been given to believe that the story movies were going to be different than the saga movies, and that in particular this one was going to be war movie-like. It wasn't going to be so much about the wizards and gods, for all intents and purposes, coming to solve problems and kick butt and do crazy things that the rest of the grunts couldn't do. No, this was supposed to be a down-and-dirty war movie, a heist movie, a spy movie. This was not supposed to be a Jedi and Sith movie. 
So hearing it evaluated that way, I thought, okay, good. That means they're on the right track. But it's this next quote that then kind of took me back the wrong way. It says in the article in The Hollywood Reporter, quote, The goal of the reshoots will be to lighten the mood, bring some levity into the story, and restore a sense of fun to the adventure. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for fun and adventure and levity being brought into the movies and lightening the mood. Eh, yeah, when it's appropriate, of course. But the fact that executives are trying to drag it back closer to a Force Awakens situation, that makes me a bit uncomfortable. It makes me concerned that studio executives are meddling too much in the affairs of the creative process. And here's another of the concerning quotes. This is the closest thing to a prequel ever, a source tells The Hollywood Reporter. This takes place just before A New Hope and leads up to the 10 minutes before that classic film begins. You have to match the tone, exclamation point. I would beg to differ on that personally. I can't say that you really need to match the tone with that in that sense. Now, I can sort of see it from the studio executive point of view as well. I mean, they have The Force Awakens. They have this global box office sensation, which certainly does strike a specific kind of tone. And yet they decided, Lucasfilm did, to go one year later, not with a sequel to The Force Awakens, but with an entirely different movie, with an entirely different story thread. And yeah, it's a challenge to make sure that they're not jarring the expectations, not of hardcore fans who get it, but all the casual fans and all the new fans of the franchise that may just be coming around and may not be expecting the kind of movie that Rogue One was apparently supposed to be. Another way you could think about it if you wanted to is consider the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the movies that have come out so far that are of a certain tone, if you will, whether it's the Iron Man movies or the Thor movies or the Captain America movies or the Avengers movies. All of those movies have come out and set a theme that people understand. Once people understood that, then it was a little easier to do something like Deadpool. And for those of you not familiar, let's put it this way, all the PG-13 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but then they come out with Deadpool, which is a rated R, very bloody, very gory, very filthy, all that sort of thing. Definitely an entirely different tone, but there was already an established track record so they could say, hey, we're branching out with something different with this Deadpool thing. And you could almost make the case that they sort of whetted the appetite for Deadpool with the stuff that they were doing on Netflix with the Daredevil series and the Jessica Jones series, which are definitely darker and grittier. And that kind of paved the way for Deadpool to have an R-rated Marvel feature. And even if you think about the old expanded universe, there were a couple of stories that were almost horror stories that included zombies and stuff like that in the expanded universe. But it took a while for the expanded universe to branch out into those kinds of Star Wars stories. In fact, it's almost kind of ironic that I'm bringing that up, or maybe just coincidental perhaps, but the novel Death Troopers in the Expanded Universe was a horror zombie-like movie, and now here we are with Rogue One and we have Death Troopers in there too. I am willing to bet that it's not the same kind of situation, that there aren't zombies or otherwise plague-ridden creatures inside those uniforms. And I don't think I'm quite digressing here, but I am going to pull it back to the Hollywood Reporter story and one of the last quotes that I want to share with you from this, where the sources say, according to the Hollywood Reporter, that while Gareth Edwards' first cut was a solid showing, it didn't measure up to the bar set in terms of four-quadrant appeal. Anything less than extraordinary won't do, says a studio insider. 
And that there set off alarm bells. So if you're not familiar with the term, here's what Wikipedia says about four-quadrant appeal. In the Hollywood movie industry, a four-quadrant movie is one which appeals to all four major demographic quadrants of the movie-going audience, both male and female, and both over and under 25 years of age. It goes on to say that films are generally aimed at two such quadrants, and most tentpole films, of which apparently Rogue One is one, are aimed at all four quadrants. So here's the crux of the matter, it seems, with all the sources going back and forth. Gareth Edwards was brought in to make a war movie for Star Wars, and it seems like that's exactly what he's delivered. And that's a good thing. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. And it seems like studio executives have kind of said, maybe that's not exactly what we wanted. And so now they're kind of backing off on the request. So yeah, I feel good about Rogue One so far. I'm happy that it sounds like he delivered, Gareth Edwards did, what he was supposed to deliver. But the fact that executives are pushing back on it and asking for more reshoots, well, I think the thing that concerns me the most is whether we've got too many cooks in the kitchen with it now. So now the big question is going to be what Gareth Edwards does with this feedback and how will it affect his reshoots, which incidentally, the Hollywood Reporter story goes on to say that reshoots or additional shooting are practically a given in this decade of tentpole comic book fantasy and sci-fi movie making. The films are massive productions, the Hollywood Reporter says, filled with so much green screen and fit together in a way that more often than not demands for shooting to fill in holes or clarify plots. Even acting deals have the shoots in mind when contracts call for run-of-show appearances, they call them, which include not just shooting anytime during production, but even during post-production, say several agency sources. So, again, this does seem like it's a standard operating procedure, like B, Gareth Edwards did the job that he was asked to do, and C, that we're having some feedback from studio critics saying, mm, maybe we didn't mean it the way we said we meant it. And so, yeah, don't panic for Rogue One just yet. You can have your cake and eat a little bit of it too in this case, I would say. You can have your war movie and have a little bit more fun and levity in it. You can have your war movie and add a little more swashbuckling adventure in it. Why not, right? I mean, how many film genres did the original Star Wars movie mix into one pot and make it all right? Right? Am I right? Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. All right, let's do a trivia question here for you. I don't know what to do! Last time we flipped around a question from the day before. We asked you what object is in the interrogation room with Kylo Ren and Rey that isn't present in the interrogation room with Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron, and that is a table with the ashes of Kylo Ren's enemies. Today's question is a real thinker. The Force Awakens shares something with only the Phantom Menace among all the other Star Wars films in terms of its lightsaber usage. What is that one thing in common? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, 
Before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.